Hello! Did you miss me? I missed me too. I missed you all very, very much. So, you know that I don't like doing the podcast update thing or all that much. Uh, but I think I owe you guys an explanation, especially since I said I'd be back a lot earlier than I was. Here's the truth, and I do mean the truth. My internet was out for almost two weeks. <laughs> almost two weeks straight. And then on top of that, I ran out of cell phone data. And then on top of that, there's been some pretty wild weather. Maybe you've heard of something about it. I don't know. Don't worry. I wasn't in any danger. I'm not in wildfire land. Uh, but I did uh, get my power knocked out uh, <laughs> as well. So it's been kind of a rough go of things over here. Normally when I get uh, silent, uh, I know that you guys know that I'm going to be okay and I'm going to come back and all that good stuff. But... This one was really something. I was out of contact with Allie even uh, and just had to send her a shitty message with literally the last couple of megs of data that I had on my cell phone. <laughs> oh, life is strange. Uh, but everything is hopefully back now. Everything is back on. Everything should keep on uh, rolling out between now and the end of the year because there have been so many starts and stops uh, in season four. I have a plan. Uh, for how to do season five uh, in 2020. And I think you guys are going to enjoy it. But I'm not going to reveal what that is. I'm just going to execute it. Because that way, if I don't, nobody will complain. Right? That's how it works, isn't it? That's accountability, right? Okay. Well, that should catch everybody up. Again, I'm really sorry for being away. And I am really sorry that I couldn't give you an update. I literally couldn't give you an update for huge swaths of it, though. Uh, everything is situated now. Everything's okay. I'm okay. Mrs. Kitty's okay. I hope you're okay, too. From the bottom of my heart, I know that there's a lot going on in the world, and there's a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress out there. So I want to give you as good of an experience as I can. I want to be soothing for you. When I didn't have power, when I was running out of data, when I found out that you can't read the news in America with just a cell phone because everything paywalls and gates you in a way that I didn't really understand before these last two weeks, uh, podcasts is how I got by. They were minimal data, or so I thought, until I ran out of them. And listening to them and the voices really made me feel less alone and more comforted. And I listen to podcasts a lot, but I don't think ever as much as I did these last couple of weeks, not as consistently. Anyway, well, I know that I'm just a voice in your ear, and I know that it gets weird, and I know that it can be too intimate, but I meant what I said about this year sucking so much worse for me without you guys, and it just would. So here's hoping you guys know that I appreciate you, that I'm sorry, that I really did not want to be away for once, and that I know that I can be a little bit sporadic, but I have tried to at least trend towards being that consistent and good experience for you guys. Anyway, on with the show. We do have another piece. It is more dominant. I did want to keep it going this entire summer, even though we're now into the fall. Anyway, it's pretty hard. It's rougher stuff. It's psychologically speaking, at least, kind of a mindfuck. And I hope you enjoy it. It's called Game On. The thing that turns me on about you <laughs> is that you cannot get enough of me. 
even when you try so fucking hard. Like right now, you trying to resist me. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> You're not giving it everything you have, but you are resisting me. Oh? You want me to say trying to every time? What if that's part of my game? <laughs> what if it's part of my game to say that I see you doing it? It's a funny thing about game. Do you know anything about it? <laughs> I suppose I set myself up for that. No, not game like players and playing. Game like theory. Game theory. Do you know it? It's important that you do. If you want to flirt with me. <laughs> no, I promise. I don't engage in that kind of simulatory behavior all that often. I'm much more into predatory behavior. But what I enjoy about game theory is that it sets everything up. And at least one-on-one -on -one with consenting partners, it does make for a fairly okay rubric to exchange power. Here's my favorite way to describe it. Imagine that there is a square divided into four equal quarters. You ever been drawn and quartered? <laughs> no, you haven't. It's an oldie-timey phrase for ripping someone apart. And... I don't mean figuratively. The quarter means pulling somebody apart in every direction, all of their limbs being separated by sudden and great force, pulling them in every direction at once. <gasps> Pop. <laughs> so you have your square for equal quarters and in one of the corners well that's your square and you put your color in it and in my square which is on the opposite corner from whichever one you chose I put purple so, the thing about this game is, and this is the last rule, I promise, I know it can be hard to concentrate, but humor me for just a little bit longer. The last thing that's important about this little square of ours divided into fourths is that you can see everything that's going on in your corner, and I can see everything that's going on in my corner. And we can both see what's going on in the other two squares that aren't claimed by either of us. But neither of us can see what's going on in the other 
person's corner. It's very important. It can feel like the entire game field is stacked against you. It can feel like the other person can look into your eyes and see everything that's there. But think of it like cards. Think of it like poker. Think of it like you've just been dealt your cards and you've looked at them, but you didn't pick them up. You just sort of peeked a little bit while nobody else was in the room and you memorized what they were before putting them back down and your opponents appeared. There's no chance they could know what's on your cards, what cards you have. But they can make you think that they do. They can stare at you, and especially if the whole table is looking at you, it can feel like your very soul is on display. Why all this attention? Why all this silence? You notice that I use silence a lot. Don't you? <laughs> Isn't it funny that I can tell you that it's a move? Tell you that it's a game? And you still want to react so strongly. <laughs> yeah. Your huge reactions definitely turn me on a whole, whole fucking lot. Ooh. Hmm. Now that's what I'm fucking talking about how pliable you are, how into it you are. Mm, what can I say? For each and every person out there, the mind is the largest erogenous zone you'll ever have or encounter. I promise. <laughs> Somebody can make you feel like they can read what's going on in your square but the rules are simple. Your square is your domain, and nobody, no matter how domineering, no matter how much you feel like they're spreading their color from their corner into every other part of the board, can ever fill yours. Change your tint. Not if you don't want them to. You see, you can give it away, of course. You can reveal it. You can tell somebody else what your cards are. If they guess. If they say things out loud and you react, you flutter your eyes, you look away for the first time, you narrow. Maybe your pulse increases and somebody can see it in your neck. You can reveal what's going on in your corner, but only... You can do so. And that's the point of our game. That's the point of all of it. Charm, seduction, whatever you want to call what I'm doing to you. What you're doing to me. Well, I'm very, very good at showing off what's in my corner. But only what I want you to see. Hmm. <laughs> And I'm very, very good at holding things up from my corner, my little fortress, and having you match it. 
But the problem is, you can't see into my corner. So you only think you're matching. But you're giving me so much more than I would ever give you. Why does that turn you on so fucking much? Why? Because it's a goddamn game you've always played. I'm just admitting it. So, if people are engaging in game theory, you have to be aware of game theory. You have to be aware that people are constantly trying to engage you in such a way that you give them more while thinking that you're giving them a match. <laughs> Why did I laugh just there? Because it's funny. Because it's funny is what I said. It's funny that you're so fucking turned on still. That you want my hand racing up and down your neck still. That if I hold out my index finger, if I hold it up, your eyes can't help but dart to it. And I wonder, which of your holes wants to have it inside them the most? <sighs> See? That's me raising a little bit beyond the wall of my corner. But it didn't cost me anything to do it. I just basically made an allegation, dressed it up like the truth. But then your reaction tells me everything I need to know. <sighs> there are the questions that you ask to get answers and there are the questions that you ask to see how they'll answer your question. And then there are the questions you ask without putting a question at the end to see if they know how to answer at all. Mm. Silence is very good for that last one. <laughs> what I enjoy is being so close to you What I enjoy is letting you let me put my lips to your ear Let me filling you with vibrations Reverberations Intoxications, hopefully at least Every little bit you get from me, does it feed you? Does it nourish you? Do you know the difference between the two? I think you want this finger trailing up and down the front of your throat between your lips. And I'm not being coy. I won't say which pair. I mean your lips. Do you want to feel it? Do you? And then feel it. The tip of it, the ridges, the fingerprint, 
rubbing up against your lower lip. Seal them around it. No teeth. I said lips, not mouth, not tongue, not teeth. Lips. What did you think it was going to be like fucking me? I know that you only came because I am that thing that you thought you needed, a dominant personality. Is this dominant? Is this what you expected? Or did you think I was going to call you a slut and a puppy and make you get on all fours? That might still happen. What I want more than anything is to fill you with a cold ache. Somewhere, at some time, in the real physical world, you were walking along and you saw somebody. You saw them. And you wanted them more than anything. You felt alive and alight, and they are seared into you, even if you can't quite remember what they look like. You saw them. And oh, how you wanted them. Hmm. Well, I want to give you the exact fucking opposite of that sensation. I thought about what the exact opposite of it would be. And I want to rake my cold ghost fingers up your warm, alive spine. I want you to feel all three of my tendrils rake down each and every one of your discs on both sides. I want to scrape the inside of you cold like a whisk and scramble you up. And I'm going to do it just with my mind. <laughs> Is that hard enough for you? Your lips feel so good. You are so goddamn beautiful, and I want you. And everything I said before that is so much more important to me. Why would I want to fuck you when I can really fuck you? Why would I want to fuck you when I can really fuck you? The fact that you're trying to answer means you need a second finger in that mouth. Oh, yeah. Mmm, your reverberations feel almost as good as I bet mine do. Is that wrong? Should I not play that up right now? Should I not make you feel it? <laughs> because I love to do it. I love to make you feel it. Your eyes are so goddamn wide right now. You don't like that description, do you? Go ahead, narrow them back. Show me that I'm not really in the control that I am. Do you even remember how we began this before I started making you suck on my finger? The lesson that I tried to impart? You're giving me everything after I told you, and telling you means on guard. I am bleeding the board with my color. Do you feel it surrounding you? Do you have a little moat? 
I bet you do. I bet you have a little moat filling all the way up as your last defense. Isn't that so fucking crude and crass? Go ahead, roll your eyes. Laugh. <laughs> You're still sucking on my fingers like livestock sucks a fucking salt lick. You are still mine. And I'm not going to rise to any bait. I'm not going to be dissuaded. I'm going to show you that all you really need to be dominated is to be told by somebody that you are seen. <sighs> you are. I don't pretend to see you. All of you. But I can open you the fuck up, and I can glimpse just enough to fuck up what I see. Ooh. You didn't expect that at all, did you? Hmm. <laughs> Do you know how easy it would be to take these fingers out and trail them down? Trail them right down the center of you. Push them into your fucking panties. Rub your goddamn clint. Jam them into how wet you are. I can feel the heat coming off you right now. I could jam these fingers into you right this second. Jam! Do you hear me? Nothing soft. Nothing gentle. Push them in. Jam. And you will fucking come for me. One finger first, then the second. You are ready, aren't you? I could make it happen that goddamn quickly. I could make you do it right now, couldn't I? Couldn't I? That's all you need, isn't it? A little bit of force. No. I want to rake my ghost fingers up and down every disc of your spine. And I don't think that would do it. Do you? <laughs> do you think putting you in lingerie and shoving something up your ass, cranking up the dial bit by bit, do you think that would do it? No. But a little bit of anger could, couldn't it? Couldn't it? Hmm. My eyes are narrowed. Leaning my head down, I am so close to you. Do you wonder if I have fangs underneath these luscious fucking lips? I do. Do you want me to bite you with them to prove it? I can. And it won't be hard, either. Hmm. <laughs> but I want to inject you with a different kind of venom today. Mm-mm. Get on your knees. Get on your fucking knees. Open your mouth and keep it open. Just like I'm gonna shove my cock in. That's right. Show me. How submissive can it possibly be? You on your knees in front of me, mouth open, me taking out my cock right in front of your pretty little face. And look at how hard I already am. Do you need to see it from the profile? 
Huh? Do you need to see it in profile? Do you need to see exactly what you can't get because you are not ready yet? Do you need to see that? Because I'll be happy to show it to you there. Look at it. <laughs> you know, it's almost crass at this point to in any way talk myself up, but I love that dick. I do. I love those balls. I love how they hang. How they feel. Mmm. I love how big they are. I love how big it is. Even though you really don't care. Not at the end of the day, at least. So many pretty, pretty boys. So many gorgeous girls, and here you are, just out of reach of my deck. It's better when it's right outside your lips, when it's just a couple of centimeters away. That's what I like. That's what I enjoy. <laughs> Showing you the little pumps. Mmm. Flexing my ass while I do it. Isn't it funny that me knowing how attractive I am makes me more attractive? Isn't it funny how me doing this makes you that much more horny? <laughs> I want you to take both hands and rub them up and down the outside of your pussy lips. Up and down the outside of them. I want you to feel them. I want you to really feel them the way that you wish that I were. Your fingers trailing over them and almost squeezing that fucking wetness out of you. But no, don't go hard. In fact, I really, really enjoy it. Ooh, when you take it so slowly. <laughs> yeah, like that. My favorite thing to do with nerve endings is make them guess if they're next. Because... When you draw on skin in a straight line, every part of your system knows what's going to happen. But with just a little bit of zigzag and a little bit of chaos, every part of you hopes something will happen to it. Hmm. <sighs> I love holding my hand in wrist still and thrusting my dick through it. <laughs> I have to back up just a little bit or else I'll get that tip just too close to your pretty little lips and then you know what'll happen next. You'll stick out your tongue and I'll be a sucker for you, but that's not what I want. Uh-uh. 
Oh, I think I'm doing a mighty fine job. I think you're just pretending this is a way to really make you think about this. I want you to come to me so many fucking times, and I can't think of a better way to do it than this. I could have you, and I know it. You'd give me everything, and I know it. <sighs> so making you wonder and want it and still come and still want me and see how fucking hot I am? Yeah, I think this will do the goddamn trick. The best part is, if you tell anybody this kind of story, who would fucking believe you? Ah, <laughs> uh, but see, if you're my good little slave, if we play the game right together, because there's no other way to know if you can fucking feel it. Oh, uh, well then... <laughs> You have no idea how much I want to play with you again. Are you playing the game with me now? Hmm? Are you trying to hold your own? Are you trying not to fall for it, fall for me, fall for all this goddamn bullshit? I learned it. I learned it to use on you. Do you like that? Do you want it? I know you do. That's what you've always wanted, isn't it? Isn't it? All that goddamn experience, and you want to be treated well with it, too. Oh, and look what I'm doing with it instead. Insulting you, degrading you, pushing you, making you rub your pussy lips up and down like you haven't done in such a long, long time. <laughs> That's because I know exactly how sensitive that fucking pussy is. That's because I know exactly how much you want this all. Look at me. Look at me as I fuck my hand instead of your mouth, that pussy. You know how good it would feel. Don't look away again. Don't look away again. Nod when I give you a command, goddammit. I said nod. Damn it! Yes. 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 You know what I'm going to remember about this? Do you know what I'm going to jerk off to? Your fucking face. That fucking face. You have no idea what you look like right now. Wild with goddamn passion. So fucking curious. Do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want to come with me? Do you want it? All you can do is touch the outside of those fucking pussy lips right now. Do you want it? That's the question. Yeah? Yeah? We're going to have to really go for it. Do you understand? You can hear how fucking turned on I am. You can hear how much I fucking want to come for you. Are you going to show me? Are you going to show me? Are you going to show me? Because I don't know how. I don't know how to instruct you. Are you going to show me? Are you going to fall upon your back? Put your knees up in the air and spread your legs and show me exactly how to make you come. Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? Now, now, now get in position. Ass against the floor. Come on, knees up, spread your legs. Go, go, go. Come on, show me, show me, show me, show me. Use both.
both hands. Use both hands. God damn you. You have to come for me. You have to come for me. You have to come for me. You promised. You promised. You promised. You promised. You absolutely fucking promised. You have to give it to me now. 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 That won't do. That won't do. You have to keep pushing. You have to keep pushing. Show me. Show me. Show me. Show me. God damn you. You made a promise. You made a promise. You can't break it now. You made a promise. You cannot fucking break it now. Show me. God damn you. Show me. God damn you. Show me. God damn you. Yes. 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 Come on. Come on. Come on. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. No, you can't stop. No, you can't stop. No, you can't stop. Do it for me. Do it for me. Do it for me. Do it for me. Yes, 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 yes. Come on. Come on. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Push yourself. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. I need it. I need more. I need more. I need more. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yes, 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 yes. Come on. Come on. Come on. Get forward. Go for it. Go for it. God damn you. Yes, 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 yes. Is that what you need? Is that what you need? Is that what you need? Say it. Say you need it. Say you need it. Say you need it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yes. 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 Look what you did to me. Huh? Look what you did to me. This is all <laughs> your fault. <sighs> Don't say a word. Let it sink in. <laughs> All your fantasies. Everything you thought that could happen. How did it end up instead? You on your back. Humping the air. <laughs> Slapping your ass down against the ground just to feel something more. Half torn between how self-conscious you were, my eyes all over you and wanting to look at me come, wanting to get that proof that it was really, really happening, that you were making it happen. <laughs> Was it good? Did you love it? Was it everything you dreamed of? Mm. I didn't really care for that answer, so let me ask it again. Is this everything that you're going to dream of? Or am I going to dream of you alone? And here's hoping you enjoyed that piece. And if not, what do you want from me? I'm trying. I've got some questions here for you guys. And in fact, it seems like I've got a lot of them. Do you want to listen? Here we go. First question from Winchy. Uh-oh. <laughs>
Hi, Chad. There we go. I hope your day is going well. I have three questions. Um, the first one, what's the first memory you have that you're willing to share with us? First memory that I have that I'm willing to share. So a funny thing about we're going to get right off to the races today. I promise I'm not in a bad place. The first the first thing that I can tell you about childhood memories from having a, a traumatic childhood is there's not a lot of them. Depression sort of weeds it out, I've discovered in the last couple of years. And uh, it's very interesting. So honestly, all of my first memories are pretty traumatic. The first couple that I'm just trying to remember are all fairly traumatic uh, and not something that I really want to share. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that would be... Oh, here we go. Uh, I'm five, maybe six, and I've I've lived in a landlocked area, a remote landlocked area, my entire life up until this point. I've seen very few bodies of water, and I'm in the sand, and uh, I'm having a lovely time in the sun. The sun just feels really nice on me, and it doesn't normally. I'm in a different climate than normal, and so the sun's a little bit gentler, and it feels much, much better. Number two, um, is there anything from your childhood like to watch or play with or eat or whatever that... Uh, Reminds you of being happy as a child, if you are still carrying any of that with you? <laughs> so I actually do a number of things as an adult um, that are part of the nicer things of my childhood. Whenever I watch a bad movie and enjoy it, that's an homage to my childhood. Uh, my my dad and I just did not have a good relationship at all, but we did enjoy watching MST3K together. And that's something that I really enjoyed. And when I quoted it, sometimes he would laugh or smile uh, outside of context. And uh, that when I when I watch uh, a bad movie or when I listen to How Did This Get Made, uh, I just there's there's a I, I guess there's a nostalgia part of me, even though I'm watching something new, uh, and that's very enjoyable. In 2016, the winter of 2016, I was just having an awful time, even worse than these days, uh, if you can imagine. And I kind of intentionally regressed, not to like a childhood state or like a little quote-unquote or anything like that, but I did intentionally start playing a bunch of emulations of Super Nintendo games, some that I had beaten, some that I hadn't. Uh, and I watched a lot of old shows. I downloaded my favorite cartoon series of all time, uh, the as a child at least, uh, Pirates of Dark Water, just this really crazy post-apocalypse, typical late 80s, early 90s cartoon with Tim Curry as an evil pirate dreadlord boss. A lot of fun. Uh, yeah, there we go. That's a pretty good answer. And number three... <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What would teenage Jack think of you now? <laughs> Take care. Oh, boy. Yeah, I can see why that was a big laugh. Uh, I was actually just thinking about this one because I had a real moment during a live show where, for whatever reason, in my mind, Mitt Romney was the 2008 candidate instead of the 2012. 
And that's how I tell time, by the way. This is not at all why I'm single, because that's my recollection of time is who's running for president. But I really did, for whatever reason. And then when I realized that I had progressed so much in the last eight years, and so much about my life had changed in the last decade of my life, and that I had so much life left to live, um, you know, if I can stop eating fucking Panda Express orange chicken, then that 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 really had a big impact on me and i i i had been thinking for a little bit when i'm recording this boy i'm jumping around apologies when i'm recording this i had just recently lost internet for a long period of time much longer than they said i was thanks for that guys uh and then also incremental weather hit took out my power and then i ran out of data uh between the three, I had a lot of thinking to do, <laughs> a lot of thinking time, essentially. And I actually did get into thinking about teenage me and how little wisdom or advice I could give him and how much I wanted to and just how much I wish I could, you know, give him some affection and, and some kind words and compliment him in a way that he might find meaningful, but of course that's wish fulfillment and you have no idea what sticks or doesn't. Um, but I, I was thinking of him because he was a very angry, very pained person. And if you could describe me in the broad strokes, he would think that's fucking awesome. He would be really confused about a lot. I mean, especially if we go with like, your questions were aiming towards younger. So let's go with like a 13 or 14 year old baby monster jack and if you think i'm arrogant now kiddos hoo 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 uh i'm th i'm thinking about like freaking his mind if i could give him the broad strokes about what my life is like now he would legitimately have such a oh it's almost impossible if i could just tell him so we make our money sitting at home and women through electronic devices, through the internet, but also not really, because the internet's kind of gone through some changes. But anyway, women pay us through the internet to sit at home and create things and be broody. I think <laughs> you would find that fucking awesome. All right. Thank you as always, Winchy. Next question. Hi, Jack. It's Tammy. Hello, Tammy. Here's my question. Here we go. Why on God's green and verdant earth uh -oh. would you choose to live somewhere so dusty and hot? Why New Mexico, Jack? I'm stuck here. I really don't want to be here anymore. Uh, I'm trying to balance things out. I had a real epiphany during the forced silence. Uh, I had a real epiphany. You know, I think I actually do want to retire. Like, I think I actually, like, really do. I talk about it and I talk a big game, but I think I actually do want to retire. And I think I actually want to pay Allie enough that from this, she could retire and all the rest of it. And that's a hard thing for me to admit because I don't like chasing after money, like, at all. It's never even remotely made me satisfied or happy or content in any way. But, <laughs> like, you're laughing and I, I don't think that there's any cruelty in it. Why? 
Because I was born into poverty, because I grew up in one of the most poverty, the this the second most uh, poor state, because I have had to pay for thousands of dollars of medical uh, procedures, medicine uh, myself. Uh, I've had to pay five digits, uh, no exaggeration, in in psychological. Uh, bills. Uh, every every single time I got ahead, I got knocked back, and the price of poverty is so 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 much. So, between my family being here, between the abject poverty, between not being a lot of advancements, and then also, boy, I know you want a fun answer, but here's here's the honest one: between wanting to really stick to my principles my whole life. Like really wanting to stick to my principles and really going for it, I haven't seen a lot of chances to advance. I know that that's strange for a lot of people out there because you hear this and you think, well, you've got a golden ticket, and I know, and I've acknowledged it many times. It is. I could, I could make a lot more money off this, and I guess I'm starting to try to. So, why has, why do I live in such a shitty, sucky place? Why are there shitty, such sucky places in America? I know that that's like not a fun answer, but the poverty rate of New Mexico. Imagine being knocked down with no family and no friends who can loan you any money because they're poor too. I, I, I've been homeless multiple times. Why am I here? The question I ask is, how am I still here? And the answer is, because I'm fucking strong, Tammy. Next question. Hi, Data here, and I was wondering, after like a hard day of work or just being stressed out, what is your favorite reward to give yourself, like food or uh, an activity, an edible or something, or a <laughs> wink? That that's always a good thing to do. You're an awesome guy. Whatever's in your way, I believe in you. You can. Wank it out of the park. Thank you so much, Data. You're very sweet. Uh, so I, I, so going back to the principle uh, from the previous question from Tammy, one of my principles is don't buy things. Do you know why there's forest fires going on right now? If your answer is because the extreme weather is what knocked out my power. I I found out once I could. <laughs> charge my phone and then use it to use the last of my data. Uh, data. <laughs> uh, why are there forest fires? If your answer is because we put out every forest fire, I don't like that answer. Do I think that's a component? Sure. Do I think that has to do nearly as much as climate change? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's different firefighters and different forest management techniques going on all across the globe, and yet incremental weather keeps increasing. Perhaps forest management is not why this is going on. Why, why is it going on? Because we buy things. Because we buy too many things, and we all know we buy too many things, and we try not to. One of the few things that I've allowed myself over the years to buy as a treat is order in food, because you got to eat anyway, and I don't know if you guys know this, but it's actually really impossible to eat locally. Like, that's a great bumper sticker, and there's a couple of people who have the means to do it, 
and who also logistically live on an area of the earth that manages it. But uh, as Tammy mentioned, the only thing that really grows out here is pecans and Keppel Valley's green chilies. So there's not so much good stuff going on. Uh, so it's not really possible to eat local uh, around here. And having somebody else ship something to your front door <laughs> at the seventh or eighth or ninth stage of food production is really not that much more of an economic or environmental tax. And uh, therefore, uh, in the past, I've ordered in food. Now, that's especially nice when you have like a hurt back, like a really hurt back to the point that you can't, you know, walk or or leave the house. That makes it a bigger treat. And then when you're having, you know, a bad PTSD episode and you don't want to leave the house, oh, isn't it so nice when the food can just arrive at your door? So historically speaking, ordering that food in has just been so fucking nice. But I've also really wanted these last couple of years since I've healed up to to focus on fitness and to focus on dealing with the negative voice in my head without getting too deep on it. And with that, that treat's become exceedingly rare. So ideally, I would live in a world in the future where <laughs> I don't know how this is really possible, but within walking distance, sustainable sushi would be right there. If that was possible, that treat would be so much. Other treats that I really, really like uh, that I save up for, uh, I'm a huge anti-sugar guy to the point that I count like my ketchup calories. <laughs> and like when I do eat fast food and it's not Panda Express orange chicken, oh, such a craving. Uh, like I, I don't put any sauces on anything. Like I talk about Chick-fil-A or whatever and I don't put any sauces on and I swear they harangue you for this. It's the only time they don't put on that false southern politeness that they're trained to do is when you're like, no, I don't want any of the sauces. I just want the breaded chicken. Damn you. Isn't that enough? When did that not become enough? <laughs> and uh, so I'm pretty anti-sugar. So I save up my sugar calories for, uh, for beer. And then that becomes a really, really nice train. And that's a good one. Uh, I'm just trying to think of a anything else that I really I haven't I I haven't had the I haven't had the budget to do a, a vacation in a while. That's a big treat that I always work forward towards. Uh I do try and just chill out. It's like what I did when I had no uh internet and I had no power, except it's voluntary. And I'm often in a tent. And I don't have to wonder about when everything's coming back on. Or if it is. All right. Next question. Thank you again, Data. Hi, Jack. Hi, ladies. Catalina here. Hello, Catalina. I had a couple of questions for you. Do you have a favorite book or books? And are you reading anything at the moment? I, <laughs> I feel so embarrassed, but no. I really don't read fiction uh, very much. Uh, and if I ever talk about what I am reading nonfiction-wise, that's always a little bit weird. Uh, I, I will say uh, the last nonfiction book that I read that's really interesting on economics and, and, and what have you is uh, The Crash That Never Happened. Ooh, I'm probably getting that title wrong. I'm going to – The Crash That Failed. Here we go. Uh, it's really actually quite 
uh, interesting. It's it was written not with COVID uh, in mind in any way, uh, shape, or form. Uh, I can't remember the fucking name of the author. Toos, I think. T-O-O-Z-E. That's probably not right. That name's coming to my mind, but that's not right. Anyway, uh, The Crash That Failed. Uh, it's really, really interesting. It's... Uh, am I getting this all wrong? I'm looking at my notes. I'm sorry. Sorry. God damn it. Okay. The article that I got it from is called The Crash That Failed. The actual uh, book is Crashed. Here we go. Yeah, by Toos. Adam Toos. T-O-O-Z-E. Uh, so basically, the selling point on this one, since you've asked, uh, don't you feel silly for doing so now? Because uh, I know you want, all want me to be talking about how I'm reading yet another book on how Napoleon was actually really great because he wrote really nice letters to his wife. Alas, I am not. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I, I'm sorry, straw man listener. I didn't, I didn't mean that. You can, you can want me to be whoever you want me to be. Uh, I would sell this particular book on you guys if you're in any way interested in what happened with the global economic system in the last 10 years. If you feel like the global economic system has just been this treadmill that nobody you know is really getting ahead on unless they go for one of these specific fucking industries, um... Crash is a pretty good example as to how that happened. That's the kind of thing that I'm reading, and I'm I'm a little hesitant whenever somebody asks this every single fucking week what I'm reading. Uh, I'm a little hesitant to put my spark notes out there for a number of reasons. Uh, but but sincerely, Crashed, pretty good book, pretty entertaining, and, and explains a lot. What is the most spontaneous thing that you've ever done? I have booked tickets to other continents, and I didn't realize I was going to be doing that within the first 24 hours of waking up that day. And do you have any ridiculous goals in life? For example, I'd like to visit as many of the big things in Australia, so like the big pineapple, the big prawn. I make up nicknames for everything. When Lost was really popular, people would be like, are you being Sawyer right now? Because I make up names for everything. I will absolutely just call a head honcho Cochise. I will absolutely just say whatever you say, big boss. You got it, Vlad. You got it, Duke. <laughs> it just rolls it just rolls right off my tongue. I put up nicknames for everything all the time to the point that like when I when I'm first introduced to a dog, I have to remember, okay, this is the dog's name. Otherwise, I will just call the dog a million things. Hello, puppy wuppy. Hello, doggy woggy. Hello, like and and like the name could be like Bruce, and I'll be like, hello Bruce, hello Brucey, hello bra, hello, hello the boss, hello. Uh oh, see, I'm already back on the boss. So I I will absolutely nickname the shit out of anything. Do I have a nickname for like a landmark or like? <laughs> I call lightning Zazobra. How about that? Z-O-Z-O-B-R-A. And then I'll just leave it at that. You can look it up. Zazobra? And then you can get even more confused. Okay, next question. Have a good night. No, thank you, Cataluna. Hey, Jack. It's 80. Hello, 80. I have two questions. Okay. 
one when masturbating right or left hand <laughs> i'm right-handed so right hand second question i think i've heard you talk in the past about marking a woman and i can't remember if that was about you or in a piece if it's you um where and how do you prefer to mark a woman that's it have a great day Thank you very much, Adie. I have absolutely... When I was exploring with BDSM and what it meant to dom around and all that sort of thing, uh, of course, I used all the classic rubrics and the, you know, story of O. You know this stuff probably better than I do because I got kind of bored with it and moved on, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. So there is a lot of the whole prove-yourself techniques a woman is... This early on that I'm absolutely in no way proud of and, and evolved from pretty quickly. But of those typical things that women find quite attractive that I would employ these days still sometimes uh, would be one way to, I would love to mark a woman is to jerk off into her panties and make her wear them. Especially like if we were having sex or something like that. That's one way that I would mark a woman. If you're talking about the typical ways such as showing on her skin... Uh, then the answer is with, with tooth and claw. We are of nature, and I am a red of tooth and claw. Uh, and so I would mark you typically by grabbing you. Um, Fair-skinned women, especially if, if they were like anemic, that's not like a brag or anything. I, I definitely have told a number of women, um, listen, baby, you got anemia. I know because I ain't grabbing your thighs that hard. So the fact that I've got like basically, you know, a Rosetta Stone of fingerprints. That's not a very good. I've got a Scotland Yard of fingerprints going up and down your uh, your thighs right now. <laughs> Way better reference. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, just goes to show you that you definitely need to be eating more beans. Can I talk to you about a plant-based diet here in the year 2003 slash 4? No? That's not going to be in vogue for another 12 to 15 years, and you're going to say that I'm a moon man? Okay, great. That's fantastic. And that's my love life at that period in time. It's actually not any easier for men. I know you think it is. It's actually not that much. Okay. It's way easier. But I just want to complain because I'm still alone and bitter, even though women call me a sex god. <laughs> All right. Last couple of questions. Thank you very much, Adi. Last couple of questions from Ellie. Hi there, Jack. I have quite a few Questions sent over via text this way. Oh, shit. So, let's get right into it. Okay. Two questions from Kate. Hello, Kate. Thank First you, Kate. question. Do you have any linguistic pet peeves? <laughs> For example, filler words, misusing literally, getting phrases or sayings wrong? Uh, so I have been writing a screenplay for a couple of years now about an alien, and my favorite thing about it is I had to figure out, like, why is he capable of speaking to human beings you got to kind of a lot of people gloss over that but like i wanted to dig in on it and i have used this screenplay to get out all my linguistic tics and uh it, the refining of it i just i continue to make more language jokes and, and sneak more language jokes in there and so my favorite joke because he does not like english at all so I have a lot of issues with the fucking English language. And I'm using this alien to 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 vent my frustrations uh, 
because it, native English speakers never seem to notice these issues. And so at one point, the alien says to somebody, listen, we're either going to pronounce all the double L's or none of them. And I still think that this may be one of the greatest things I've ever written. I really do. As a native English speaker, I absolutely cannot stand the fact that there's no rhyme or reason to whether we pronounce a double L or not. What the fuck is that? We're, we're just never, ever going to fix this one? We're just always going to just, no, that's not how you do this. No, you, you, no, but not that one. Uh-uh. It's so stupid. And the way that I get this joke across is later, the same person the alien yells at that we're pronouncing all the double L's or none of them, she brings him, and I quote, vanilla ice cream. Okay, thank you very much. Question two. Do you have a guilty pleasure movie, TV show, or song? Not a song, because if a song is catchy and it's really and you like it, then what do you give a shit? I really kinda actually loathe uh the argument that people go like, Oh, I just I hate Kesha. I hate Kesha. She's hor oh, she's like Hitler, but with music. But this one song. Uh the the worst offender I've ever heard on this not offender the the worst offense I've ever heard on this one is Britney Spears. I have a lot of sympathy for Britney Spears. She's really gone through some shit. She's kind of like a special entertainment story that in the future, I I do think future generations are going to be much more sympathetic towards her. But uh, she released a song called Toxic. I wouldn't say in the middle of her career, but after after she was super hot, after she was a superstar, she released a song called Toxic. And Toxic won her a lot of new fandoms and fanship. I can hear women nodding uh, right now through the distance of time and space. Um, and just there was just so much, I hate Britney Spears, I loathe Britney Spears, I hate everything about her, but I like that song. Uh, eh. You can just say you like that one song, or they have one great song. I'm trying to be more positive myself about this. So forgive me if I uh, slip up. I might be projecting just a little bit. Beyond that, I... Beyond that, I will say that I do have a breakup movie that I go back to and I watch every time that I'm not so happy being alone. Uh, and I wonder if I'm always going to be for the rest of time, and that is High Fidelity. It's not the greatest movie in the world. It's definitely not sympathetic towards women at all. The dude is a bastard. Uh, but it is nice to just, it was kind of rare at the time to have a dude talk about his feelings so in depth and to really go over them and that just be totally unashamed. Like, I want this and I don't like this and I hate this. And I, that was really nice. And that's what high fidelity was. And it just, it hit me during a breakup. And yeah, I remember watching internal sunshine of the spotless mind for the first time during that. I've only seen it once. So I remember watching eternal sunshine of the spotless mind during that same breakup and like bawling and be like, this is all I do like listening to like maroon five and shit it was just a it was a bad breakup and then like i watched high fidelity and i felt so much better okay next question now i have a few questions from a lady of the night who would prefer to remain anonymous thank you anon lady are there any collabs you want to do in the future either safe for work or not safe for work I do. I want to do a lot of collaborations in the future. I don't have a lot of ideas because I'm still getting... 
everything I want figured out, figured out in my slow, rambly way. But yeah, I want to do a lot of clubs. Not for, uh, not safe for work, uh, 100%. And uh, I'm feeling much more confident watching everybody else struggle in 2020 with their media operations that, you know what? I think I can bring my media operation forward just like everybody else. And it'll also suck. It'll be great. What would your dream equipment setup be like? <sighs> I've thought about this a lot, and it's basically just a black, black room with all the electrical equipment in the next room. Oh, my God. It would just be so fantastic. Oof. Have you pet your cat today? Every day. If I don't, she literally screams at me until I do. Literally, not figuratively. If I don't, she will put her paws, her front paws on me and scream until I give her enough pets. Waffles or pancakes? Uh-oh. So all my life I've been a pancake man uh, and a huge pancake fan or pancake stan or whatever the fuck we call it these days. Uh but chicken and waffles is so fucking good. Remember what I was saying about breaded chicken? Remember what I was saying about sugar? Mm. And finally, what kind of tea do you like the most and what kind do you like the least? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Anon. Thank you, Ali. Thank you, all the girls who asked a question this week. Uh, the tea that I like the most is the tea that's in my belly, and the tea that I like the least is the tea that is at the end of a cup when you know that there is no more left to brew. All right. I think that's going to do it for this week's podcast. That was a lot of questions and a lot of answers. It went a lot of places, real deep and real emotional. But please don't in any way feel like you did anything wrong by asking. It's just... I don't know how else I'm supposed to answer besides honestly, and I'm really trying to roll forward with it. I do these all in one take. I, as I said, am trying to think about how to expand and bring this whole shuffling experience, this strange life and mind, uh, out further into the world. It's a weird thing because I'm really profiting off me. This kind of took me a while to understand, but everything that I make and all the generosity that you guys show me, all the purchases that you wish to make, it, it, it springs from my mind. And that's very intimidating. And I push that away because the burden of that is intense. I legitimately do forget and catch myself Remembering that if I'm in a bad mood, that can really affect one of you. And I remind myself constantly that my favorite pieces of art, my favorite creators, both as somebody who consumes it, but also somebody who has friends that, of, of people who make things. Somebody who's a friend of people who makes things and, and, have, and have been let in on the intimate process of that creation. These people are often not in the best mood or best places when they make these things. And I celebrate that in them. And I am really trying in this current moment 
after listening to so many podcasts these last two weeks because I didn't have the data for anything else. It's actually how I run out of data, just listening to podcasts 24-7. Um, listening to everybody else struggle with it, with the production, what they're supposed to do and keeping up with it, I don't know. That, that, that commiseration really helped me. And it has brought to me a newfound sense of responsibility that I don't think I've ever had before on your emotional state. I always sort of had a, a, a mindset of, well, you can just click the next one, or you can click 15 seconds later, or you can not listen. But how much of a connection I felt because I couldn't read the news, you can't read the news on your phone, I didn't really know that until these last two weeks. Uh, The feeling that you have, the the parasocial relationship, the top-down relationship that, that I have with you guys, that can really emotionally affect you. When I get in a really bad mood, that can really affect you guys. And so I have a newfound responsibility, perhaps for the first time ever, truly, of – but I want to give you guys the better parts of me. I'm not just saying that. That's actually a real goal of mine. And so I'm always going to be honest with you. Because I can't not be. <laughs> I've tried it. It doesn't really work for me. But I'm so trying to make this more viable. Not just commercially, not just not just to a wider audience, not just more palatable, but every part of it. I really like this. I miss it when I can't do it. I really miss the live shows and you guys coming out when I couldn't do them. I was super fucking bummed because it looked like for a chance I might be able to do last Friday and then I couldn't. And I thought, oh, if I could just show up even for 10 people, that would be so nice. And I would like it too. Uh, I'm never going to be super social, I don't think. I'm never going to be throwing myself out there. Uh, I'm never, ever going to be an icebreaker. That's too much for me. Making an introduction and asking something from someone who doesn't know me, I can't do it. Just talking about it, you can hear my breath catch. I don't, I don't like that method of human interaction. I don't like it when people come to me and say, hello, now here's what I want from you. And I, I'm trying to get over that because I understand that's just the way the world fucking works, dude. But it's hard. This has been a much more rambly uh, series of questions and answers than usual. I've had a lot more time to think than usual. And I've, I've had a lot more – I've had a much greater period of stillness and being alone. And with that – you just have to recheck some things. I think it's really interesting that the, the questions kind of circled around where are you now and where are you going this week? Where I am now, not the greatest place. America, everything else, not so fantastic. Where am I going is the much more interesting question because what if eight years from now I can look back and say, God, look how far you've come again. What if eight years from now I look back and I say, just I mean, I feel like overall, fingers crossed, this is the end of the Trump era. Overall, through the Trump era, I've become much more the man that I wanted to be. 
What if I can do that again, and even better? But without all the bullshit self-help and the flow charts, you know? The org charts. What if I can just finally embrace the fact that I can get as weird with this as I want, and you guys will support me? And if I'm happy, and if I check my negative emotions and give you the better parts of me, that you'll wave my flag until the day I die, which will hopefully be very, very long from now. If I can really embrace this mentality, if I can really embrace these actions, if I can really show you it, what could my life look like for 8, 20 years from now? What could I be so happy about? That's what I mean by viability. And I'm trying to make everything about the project and me as a person more viable. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for all the kind words. Thank you again for all the questions. They've been great. Send them on in. If you're shy, obviously you can send them in to Ali or you can send them in to me. There's more information everywhere. I am on Twitter, though I need to talk a lot more there. I am at Real Grey Knight, R-E-A-L-G-R-E-Y-K-N-I-G-H-T. I'm on Patreon. That's also Real Grey Knight. If you have any trouble with that, come on into the Discord server again. You can find on that about that on the Twitter. I've got a little pin post. We'd love to see you there. You can always send me or one of the moderators there a DM on how to find me on the Patreon. That's also the Grey Knight, T-H-E-G-R-E-Y-K-N-I-G-H-T. Uh, it's got a huge archive of things for you to enjoy if you uh, enjoy the podcast for certain it's a podcast. I'm a podcast host. I sometimes forget that. Thank you very, very much for listening. I hope to see you next week. Don't you hope to see me next week? Fingers crossed, right? America. <laughs>